Yivamos, Perak Beis, Mishnah Dalad, 2-4. And now the Mishnah elaborates on the cases that were mentioned in the previous Mishnah, where we said that there's Choletzis lo Yimis that the Chalitza is done, but not Yibum. So the principle here, there's two categories, but the principle is straightforward. It's where Midda Oraisa Yibum is required, but Midda banan such a relationship is going to be forbidden. So therefore the solution is we won't let Yibum happen, but still we have to resolve the Zika, and therefore we do Chalitza. So two categories here. The first, Iser Mitzvah, says the Mishnah. So those are, the definition of an Iser Mitzvah is referring to Shneos Medivrei Sofrim. People who are Arayos, but only rabbinically from Divrei Sofrim. Divrei Sofrim in the context of the Mishnah refers to very early generations of Rabbanim, let's call them. So we're talking here about Shlomo Melech himself, King Solomon and his his Bezdin, they decreed, he decreed that just as one may not marry people like one's mother, explicit in the Torah, he added other people, Shneel, second degree people like one's mother's mother, one's father's mother, so grandmothers and so on, which are not technically on the list of the forbidden Arayos. Still, Shalom Melech said one may not marry them, and therefore, if one's grandmother somehow fell to him in Yibum, he wouldn't be able to do Yibum because he can't marry her, the grandmother, and said he'll do Chalitza. The reason why it's called Iser mitzvah is because there's a mitzvah to listen to the rabbis. Then the Mishnah says the second case is Iser Kedusha. Now Iser Kedusha means a case where it's actually a, a relationship which the Torah forbids. So therefore it would be an Iser for, in normal circumstances, the Yavam, the living brother-in-law, to marry the widow, the Yavama. But that prohibition is only... Um, by force of a regular love, a regular prohibition as opposed to a prohibition that carries with it the penalty of karas, divine excision. So the usual rule is that if you have a mitzvah ase and a mitzvah losase, and they are, you know, in conflict, so in other words, the Torah says, for the first case, the Mishnah says, is almana la kohen gadol, and almana is a widow, and a kohen gadol may not marry a widow, but if he does, they're married, just they're living in sin. The penalty is in Karas. It's a generic prohibition. And therefore, usually the rule is when the Torah says you may not do something, like a Kohen Gadol marrying a widow, and it also says if the Kohen Gadol's brother died childless, so then his widow should fall to him for Yibum. So then the rule is that an Ase Doche Losase, that a positive commandment overrides a negative commandment, and therefore Yibum should be done. And that's actually true in this case. The only reason why it doesn't apply in the other cases, we had in the first parak all those, you know, 15 cases where it doesn't apply is because of those relationships where there was a penalty of karis, um, like one sister or mother and so on, and therefore it doesn't work. And one cannot learn the rule of ased dochelos to prohibitions that carry with them karis um, because uh, that is the, the rules are now from, from titsis, which are made out of, if you have a linen garment, you have to attach wool and threads with blue dye on them, and the same verse which says, don't wear shotness, says do put on tzitzah. So it learned out that an ased docha said, but that wouldn't extend to an isakaris. So um, over here, back in, in our Mishnah, so we're going to have cases where the Torah says this marriage may not, should not happen. So therefore, the yibum may not happen either rabbinically. But since rabbinically it can't, it shouldn't get off the ground, but on a Dorais level, there's an obligation, there's a zika here, it has to be resolved. So again, the solution is choletzes, doing chalitza below misyabemis instead of doing a yibum. Um, now, the rationale for why the rabbis forbade this, the Torah 
would require it, um, is because the mitzvah ibum actually is fulfilled the very first time that the widow and the brother-in-law, Yavam and Yavama, um, are intimate, and then that would mean that there's no continued permission for them to stay married, but the concern is they would stay married. So therefore the rabbis had nothing doing. So therefore these isure kedusha, prohibitions they carry with them and penalty and the violation of kedusha, um, may not happen. Instead you do chalitza and ibum. The reason why they're called isure kedusha in the context of the kohanim here is because the Pasuk that refers to the sanctity of the Kedusha of the Kohanim says in Tvayikra Perk Chaf Aleph Pasuk Vav says, Kedoshim yu lelokeichem, you shall be holy to your God. And in the context, those are the rules of the Kohanim being restricted in certain ways, so that's why it's referred to over here. So the mission therefore says the examples of where you have an Iser, Iser Kedusha, where you'll do Chalitz instead of Ibim are Alman Kohen Gadol, a Kohen Gadol whose brother died without children. So now she's an almana, a widow. She can't marry him, and therefore he'll do chalitza. And also a grusha v'chalutz l'kohen hediot. Hediot, um, which actually, in fairness, etymologically is connected to the, connected to the English word idiot, um, but it really just means simple, meaning in the context of chazal, hediot always means the non-specialized. So in the context of kohanim, you have the kohen gadol, he's the specialized kohen, and the kohen hediot is a regular kohen so a Kohen Hediot may not marry a Grusha or a Chalutza. Grusha is a woman who's been divorced, and that's an Isra do Araisa. Again, so that means that a Kohen is not to marry and permitted from, prohibited from marrying a divorcee. If you would marry her, they'd be married. The Kedushin is Tovsin. It actually works um, to bind them, but it's just prohibited from the Torah by power of a, a love. So that's the reason why the Kohen here would just do Chalitza, um, with the Grusha, the divorced woman. Again, the case, just speaking it out, would be that his brother married a woman who had previously been divorced. So that means that the brother that died without children also did Nevera, but that's how it was. The Chalutza, which you know from the Masech already, means someone with a Chalitza done to her. So she is usher to marry Cohen rabbinically because Chalitza resembles Gerushin, like a regular conventional divorce. So again, the case would have been that this woman did Chalitza at the end of her first marriage, after her husband died. So now she's forbidden to marrying a Cohen, but she did anyway. She married some Cohen, and then that Cohen died without children, so now the living brother-in-law is not to do Yibam with her, because she's a Chalutza. Instead, since there is really a Zika, he'll do Chalitza with her also, sending her on her way, and that's that. In addition, the mission has other cases, which are the Mamzeres Unasinali Yisrael. If you have the widow is a mamzeret, a mamzer or mamzeret, same thing, mamzer male, mamzeret female. A mamzer is someone who is the child of a union which is prohibited by the Torah under penalty of karas. So if one would have a child with his mother or sister, etc., the 15 on the, they're actually 18 total, but the 15 listed there on the first Mishnah was a good start of them. So the offspring from such a union is a mamzer, or if it's a female, it's a mamzeret, and the mamzer or mamzeres may not marry a conventional Jew under penalty of a law, a general prohibition. So the same thing, if the brother, the first brother, married a mamzeret against the rules, but they did, he died leaving her over um, as a widow without any offspring of, of his. So then she now falls, the widow falls to the surviving brother. Since she's a mamzeret, the Torah says they can't get married, but there is a yibum, the zika connection. So therefore, instead of doing yibum, they'll do chalitza. And nasina, the nasinim, male nasin, female nasina, is referring to 
um, a very specific case. There was, if you look in the ninth chapter of Yoshua, book of Joshua, you'll see there were these this group of Canaanites um, with whom the Torah prohibits marriage. The pasuk says, "Lo sischanen bam," you may not. Excuse me, "Lo sischaten bam." Excuse me, "Lo sischaten bam," you may not marry them, and therefore you can't marry into the Canaanites. The contrary, the mitzvah was to wipe them out upon entering the land. But this group. Uh, they pretended they had come from outside of Canaan, and they struck a pact to Joshua, Yoshua. And although Yoshua discovered their ruse, he was afraid of Chil Hashem, that he should, if he would break the pact he made with them to protect them and not kill them, wipe them out, and therefore he let them live. But um, prior to that, he didn't, he didn't um, give them the status as being... Um, he gave a specific status to them um, with respect to Jewish people. He made them, appointed them to be um, the... Wood choppers and water drawers, and the pasuk there, the pasuk in Yeshua, Perak Tes pasuk Chavzayin, that's nine twenty seven, says, and Joshua like gave to them, and the word Yitnem, that's the word Nisinim, that Noten, same word there, since he appointed them on that day to be Chotve Eitzim B'Shoeve Maim Leida Ulmizbeach Hashem, excuse me, Ulmizbach Hashem, since he appointed them to be the wood choppers and water drawers for the community of Jews, as well as the Mizbah Hashem, Hashem's altar. So that was their position. They're called Nesinim. And they're prohibited to marry to the Jewish people. Um, it's actually Mechlukas Rashi and Rambam, exactly the force of that. According to Tosvos, it's straightforward. The Isra of marrying the Canaanite peoples, that Pesach read before, Los, chis, lo, excuse me, Lo Sischane, oh, excuse me, Lo Sischaten Bam, the prohibition of Chasnus, of marrying them, is in effect. And it's an Isra Doraisa. That's Tosos. Rush understands actually from a different story I'm going to get to right now. David Melech is the one who decreed them because of their cruelty and their certain demands they made in a certain story that he said these terrible people never marry into the Jewish people and therefore he made them the Nesinim to be prohibited in the Rabbanim. Whatever the case is, the mission here says, Amamzeris Unasinali Yisrael. If the woman is Amamzeris or a Nasin, Nesina, so then she can't rabbinically do Yibum with the surviving brother who's a Yisrael, and say they'll do Chalitza, and same goes, Uvas Yisrael, Lenasin, Umamzer. If the surviving brother were a Nasin or a Mamzer, so then again, he's not supposed to marry this widow, um, and if instead what he's supposed to do is Chalitza instead of Yibum.